I don't know about Poxitani Phil, but I was looking out my window today and I don't see a whole lot of spring happening just yet. But the bonsai do like it. And, and that does matter. Good morning. The carpro.com talk line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live today on the WORD Facebook page. That's your cup of tea. Now, this what what's going on right now within the Democratic Party, this is where we, as conservatives, we have to be like a bonsai master. Because sometimes you just got to sit back and watch. Bear with me. In 2020, when Biden ran for office, a lot of people warning that was he was full of corruption, sort of like, you know, sort of like a your your uh, your septic tank out back. He was never the brightest bulb in the box to begin with, and he was showing signs of clinical dementia or at least age-related diminished capacity. And he also seemed to be in declining health. So, you know, this was this was a thing the conservatives were warning about as, you know, you, do you want this man to be your president? That didn't stop the Democrats. And nor did their decision to proceed surprise them. Because this was Obama's chance, they thought, for a third term. And Biden being the front man. Then they put Kamala Harris there. And now Kamala Harris, okay, so she's sort of a black woman. She's East, she has an East Asian Indian mother and a Jamaican father with a Caucasian enslaver heritage as his running mate. And that ensured that black women would have her back, given that there have been so many indoctrinated into seeing themselves as members of the black woman team. But it also scored another goal. This made Biden 25, 25th Amendment proof because nobody was going to get rid of Biden to put Kamala Harris in charge. <laughs> and uh, because Kamala's less, less competent than Biden is, and that's saying a lot. I mean, she's not suffering from clinical dementia. Uh, she's just, just terrible. So removing Biden wouldn't improve America's well-being, and it might very well make it more, worse. Another problem with put, putting Kamala at the helm is that this gives her the freedom to appoint her own vice president. But see, she wouldn't be making that choice. The ones that run the party, who are a lot smarter than the ones that run the Republican National Committee, they'll pick someone, and they'll pick someone a whole lot more electable than Kamala. And just as it's possible that the DNC allowed Joe to pick Kamala, they'll allow Kamala to choose her own veep, but I'm gambling they won't make the same mistake twice. So whom could they pick? Could it, would it be Newsom, Whitmer, Buttigieg? They have a very shallow shallow bench to pick from there's like three names and uh while the conservatives find them incompetent and unappealing some of the uh leftist base loves them or they could pick the you know the geriatrics like hillary clinton or michelle obama and uh you know <laughs> uh i i i you know michelle would need persuading but there's a there's a train of thought out there that the Democrats would bully her into getting into politics. And uh, the fact that she's never held a useful, productive job or an elected position in her life would be irrelevant. She, uh, the leftist women who are the power base of the Democrat Party would be there for her. And I don't hang around young leftist women, so I have no idea how popular she really is, but I've heard it's very popular. And... 
All these facts and calculations were set in stone right up until this past Thursday when everything changed and then Robert K. Hur dropped his bomb. And this is what the facts show. Joe Biden, when he was not in a position of authority to declassify documents, took them home with him, stormed them in his unsecured garage, handed them over to the unsecured Biden library at Pennsylvania, and read them aloud to his ghostwriter who had no security clearance. All of those, by the way, you start making, uh, taking big rocks and making little rocks with them. That's your new career when you get caught with this. Um, but of course, he's a Democrat, so like Hillary, gets out, the, gets out of jail free. Now, Biden's case, you know, despite Hillary, her claims that Biden is essentially non compos mentis, meaning uh, the jury won't indict. Now, that's not a reason to not prosecute him. But here we have the defense counsel that have to get out there and they have to weigh what they're saying because these things are double-edged knives. So if they claim he can't be prosecuted because he's demented, and he can't offer a meaningful defense, then that throws a lot of other things up in the air, doesn't it? But all that matters with this is that uh, Biden gets a pass. Here is where I get puzzled. Who let Biden get up on TV the other night? And now that the leftist media has been shown how stupid they really were, and they're all upset and they feel betrayed, even though some of them are trying to recircle the wagons, uh, they're out there now asking questions, and there's a lot of people that think the Democrats are getting ready to jettison him from the White House and uh, from the top of the 2024 Democrat Party presidential ticket. Now they have to admit that he's Grandpa Simpson, but better now than later, right? Maybe it's better for the Democrats, but it's not for the Demo for the Republicans. And now for the Republicans, now we get into calculations. we got to make some calculations here. You can't knock out Joe at this point because once Kamala gains the Oval Office, the Democrats have more room to maneuver with the newly opened vice presidency. Then they can push Kamala out, and then they've got fresh popular faces to run against Trump. So what we have to do right now is sit back and sit tight. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> Joe's ego... Jill's ambition, this is not going to be something that is voluntarily done. Joe's not going to do it voluntarily. I mean, they might knock him out. I don't know. But this is, I mean, he thinks he's the, you heard him the other day. He believes it. I'm the most qualified guy to be president right now. He believes that. So, the Democrats now have a conundrum. And considering how bad we handle things on our side, how we cannot get together and coalesce on certain things. And, you know, Steve Scalise, he laid out that day of the vote and we got rid of Santos and we couldn't even we couldn't even impeach. Uh, we couldn't even impeach Mayorkas. Yep. Yep. Al Green, he showed up in a wheelchair to make that vote. Democrats know how to win. We don't. Republicans, today you got to learn how to just sit there and watch. And let the Democrats be stuck with Joe Biden through November. And I, I don't know, uh, between now and November, I don't, unless something were to very, you know, 
think think of uh, the United States as a high performance car being driven by a octogenarian. And unless somebody were to get into that car and yank the wheel really hard right, it's, you know, I, I don't know how much more damage he can do at this particular point. I mean, we're the laughing stock of the planet. How much worse could it get? Oh, yeah, we could be we could be carpet bombed. We could be EMP'd. We could be uh, nuked. There's a lot of things we could be. We could have a bunch of, you know, a bunch of uh, terrorist attacks just taking place in the middle of the nation. We could crash the SNAP system. Now, we know that he's somebody's puppet. We've known that the whole time. The only problem is that that for them, this doesn't change the status quo. This doesn't change the status quo. For them, now they have to make a complete about-face and... All the questions come bubbling up to the top. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? What about when he did this? What about when he did that? All the things that Joe Biden has done, if they ditch him right now today, they all become uh, illegitimate because he was demented, because he's a charming old man with a bad memory. Right now, the Democrats are twisting in the wind. And if the Republicans can just control themselves just a little bit, they'll stay there twisting in the wind. They will rip themselves asunder, like the Republicans do on a daily basis, and it'll be very entertaining to watch. And maybe the Republicans will learn from that, since obviously they can't learn anything from themselves. But just as a primer, if there's any Republican lawmakers listening to me today, when we get back, I got 10 ideas on how you could win. If you want to write them down, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Now, if you're a Republican, you probably want to listen to this so you can smirk and say, oh, how quaint. You ineffective punks, you. The carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. we got a lot of issues, and if you want to win, then the United States is dying to do a few things. One of them is we need to be in the top. Why aren't we number one as far as on any list of the freest nations on earth? We're not even in the top ten. We should, I mean, getting into the top five shouldn't require a lot of speeches or campaigning or committees. So that should be your first thing. We should become the freest nation on the face of the earth. That should be your thing. We also need, number two, we also need to say to ourselves, we're just going to grow. We're just going to let the economy go. We're going to unleash it. You have to mandate growth. You got to get growth first mandate. You know, here's the thing. Government's never been that great at governing. And most of the American people really don't want to be governed. They just want to be able to live their life. And, you know, you could require as a matter of law that uh, GDP should be hitting a bare minimum of 4%. Let it go with that. Number three, which should probably be number uh, one, actually, energy independence. Energy independence means a great many things. First of all, it adds to our national security. And it changes the entire dynamic of the economy because everything is based on fossil fuel 
and this is one of the issues with the whole green energy kerfluffle. They want to get rid of the main cornerstone that makes a lot of things possible. Even though you're wearing it, using it, talking on it, handling it, driving it, buying it, whatever it is, they want to do away with you know a, a big part of what makes life good for us now. And mandating energy independence as a matter of federal law would put an end to this stupidity. We could, uh, we could, you know, right now, Senator Rand Paul, this is number four. He does something called the Festivus Report, which details the annual pork barrel spending. And we could, since it's already there and you don't have to spend any money to make it, we should just use that as a target. No backroom deal making or future promises to get it right, you know. Especially when we're in a clear recession. There should be no pork spending at all. We could have blockchain for everything. That's number five. When involving document management, inventory management, auditing, broad-based financial accountability, the Biden administration repeated mistakes, compromise, and obvious call to secure every aspect of public data where full transparency is mandatory, not optional. And then we need to define high trust versus low trust versus no trust. We live in a very dressed-up, low-trust society. Congressional approval ratings are at about 13%. We don't trust these yahoos. And assigning an operating criteria for Congress based on real data, that would, uh, we need to limit congressional decision-making authority until things improve above 50%. See, this is right now, everybody's smirking out there. Every, every, every lawmaker, everybody that works in a committee, everybody that works in a, in, as a volunteer, they're out, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, okay, Bill, yeah, sure. Now, so this means if your numbers in, are in the tank, there's only going to be a small handful of decisions you can be involved in, like which shoes am I wearing today? Am I going to Uber or drive my own? You know, those kind of things. Now, for the Republican Party, tying the hands of congressional representatives by barring them from certain kinds of misbehavior, like voting on taxing and spending when the data shows otherwise, could be augmented through the use of legally binding contracts. Now, this is all stuff that Congress could do if they really want to save the country now, okay? And, uh, yeah, you know, right now everybody's shrugging. Oh, yeah, sure, Bill, that's going to happen. Number seven, single taxation. Now, this is a big one. As most congressional historians are aware of the improper ratification of the 16th and 17th Amendments, moving to a single tax authority run by and through the states would bring about a partial remedy to the excessive taxation and spending and it would sunset the federal tax system with the exception of tax and auditing of corporations with annual revenue beyond $100 million. And in this system, the states would be allowed to engage in direct taxation on their own terms. And they could, you know, they could pay the Treasury Department, you know, some money here and there. Number eight, mandatory cognitive testing and remediation. <laughs> well, I don't have a problem with that at all. No, you know, uh, so it appears when you look at Congress and how much money they spent, how much money, $34 trillion in debt, uh, obviously math is escapes them. And then there's the apparent cause blindness associated with, with the questionable January 6th committee. You know, all the stuff that happened post-election in New York, Georgia, Florida, and Arizona. It's time for a little adult remediation. And 
IQ and cognitive testing, including bias testing, could help identify blind spots for every branch of government. That means Hank Johnson goes away. That means Sheila Jackson Lee goes away. Because, you know, let's face it, they're imbeciles. That means all the imbeciles go away. And if it's good enough, and this happens in the private sector, right? This is what happens in the private sector. If I get a job that I'm not qualified to do, they don't sit back there and go, hey, hey, listen, uh, listen, uh, you know, this is status quo, so you need to do better because you're making me look bad. No, they just say, thanks, here's your check. We wish you luck. And then, number nine, we need to make sure that all of these lawmakers have continuing legal education at the state level. And, uh, you know, most of, most of these guys are former trial lawyers or prosecutors, and they need help about key economic and constitutional issues on a timely basis. And it's currently not part of their discourse, I think, just based on the stuff they do. And seeing as how we're all being reclassified as potential criminals, this would be well-received by people like me and you now, wouldn't it? And last but not least, we need to take all of these commissions and sunset them. Congress could create a scorecard to help identify the most problematic areas of law to help guide their thinking on what to address followed by the involvement of state governors to appoint non-crony outsiders to remove bias from the process. And that, that, if they were just to adopt any of those, if somebody were to say any of those things, that would go a long way. Now, this would be attacking the swamp. This would be attacking the swamp. There would be a lot of pushback on this. It's not going to happen overnight, even if they were to undertake it. Most of them are not going to. I have learned even, you know, I, when I say that the salvation of the United States will be the states themselves, let me put one caveat to it. It will be the, the salvation will come from the states themselves with the exception of South Carolina. Because South Carolina, you either are a crony or you are a coward apparently. It's been very illustrative watching them twist in the wind on this permitless carry thing. It's not even something that, uh, you know, hasn't been tried like by 27 other states that they could look at and say, well, that's how that worked there. So this should be a pretty good indication of what's going to happen here. No, no. Apparently we're more dangerous here in South Carolina. Apparently we're all bloodthirsty. I, I didn't know that. Every time I go down the street to get like, you know, a tank of gasoline, I've obviously been missing all of those uh, Mad Max marauders that are out there. What do you do when the respect for authorities just goes away? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I, uh, during the break, I was looking at something. I, I, I completely get why we're where we are today. I, I understand where we are today. And I'll explain that. Carpro.com talk line, one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Because we're still talking about yesterday's game. That's history now. We, got, we, got a, we, we had a winner, we had a loser, 
And uh, you know, uh, there were there were some there were some celebrities there. The ads were great. Everything with that that is all past. I mean, this doesn't happen at Christmas time. Yesterday, Christmas was Christmas, and everybody was sitting around going Christmas, Christmas, and we we don't have those kind of after action reviews like that. This 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 game is elevated to the level of uh of politics in some cases, and it's so bad now that I can't say certain things when I'm describing it. <laughs> and what what tickles me most about this is we call the sport football, and um, I kind of think if some Eastern Europeans were watching this, they would be very confused. Very confused. Maestro, can you do an Eastern European accent? He's got to put on his headphones and everything. I caught him completely no. off guard. We need to find somebody that can do an Eastern European accent, though. So we can, yeah. This is not football. This they, they bang heads like goats. I mean, balls shaped like Viagra with leather. It's not football. You know, that kind of thing. Then you put that together for me between now and then. I need an AI voice. AI? I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, then there's a level of the game that has, I mean, here's my idea to bring that sport back to the the greatness is was. They also need to do this when they're right now. The big thing in basketball is compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan used to get his head handed to him when he was playing ball. Yeah. I've seen pictures of somebody getting him in the claw of death. I mean, they used to put him in a collar. You know, uh, he'd be coming and he'd still he'd still score. And uh, LeBron James, he is the master of the flop. Yeah, you know, it, you, Michael Jordan did a whole game like sick, like he yeah. had like a stomach bug. Yeah, I mean he he had to, <laughs> he had to fight his way through. Now for football, he still came out on top. Yeah, and he still came out on top. But for football, what we need to do is we need to take the defensive. Uh, we need to clone the following four guys and put them on defense. We need to clone Dick Butkus, Mike Curtis, Lawrence Taylor, and Ray Lewis, and have a four man linebacker core back there on defense and let them show what a tackle looks like. Because right now you can get out there and, you know, somebody could have yelled at Patrick Mahomes, hey, Patrick, your mom dresses you funny. And then they would have thrown a flag. They would have thrown a flag. To roughness, unnecessary mental cruelty. Dick Butkus, used to, Dick Butkus used to try to bite fingers off in the tackle. Mike Curtis used to try to rip your head clean off. Ray Lewis was like a like a unhinged beast. And, uh, uh, you know, Lawrence Taylor... Well, he was he was also a unhinged beast. Put those four guys on linebacker, and we could bring the game back where we need to do. We don't need to worry about quarterbacks or nothing. Athletes, but we got to bring the game back completely off the rails of what I was going to talk about. The FAA has been watching Dementia Joe fly the United States directly into the ground for the uh, for three years. And they've decided to do with civil aviation what the White House has done for peace and prosperity. So, if you're on a plane anytime soon, and all of a sudden the aircraft door flies off while you're, you know, hitting altitude, shoots off into the clouds, you get sucked off and you get and you're plummeting. And first of all, you freeze to death, then you die due to the th thinness of the air. As you leave the mortal coil, feel glad to know that a diversity hire probably was the one that messed up that door. This is all done in the name of diversity. We always want to bring something unstable in where we have managed to solve the equation and take something that is a matter of life and death and turn it into a matter of probably going to kill somebody. And that's the, the, the true meaning of real equity. This requires, uh, you know, redistributing the earned responsibilities of those who have demonstrated merit and commitment 
to those who have demonstrated mediocrity, unreliability, and instability. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's D-E-I or D-I-E, you know. D-E-I leads you to D-I-E. Because whatever the acronym, it dilutes excellence. And living safely becomes less and less likely. And it's very, it's very fitting that Joe Biden is the D-I-E mascot. I mean, he walks around all the time angry and confused. We, we, here in the United States, we, we love censorship and propaganda. And I can just imagine the future historians looking through the shards of Western civilization later on down the road, trying to understand why the greatest nation on the rock collapsed. Because right now, according to the narrative, everything's great. Everything is stupendous. Can't you tell it? You got Joel Osteen's church being shot up. You got a Venezuelan hit squad out there tearing up New York. Uh, you got you got 15-year-olds pulling guns and shooting and missing people. I mean, everything is stupendous. Crime is under control. The border's secure. You know, paying 20 bucks for a Big Mac, that's not expensive. Endless war also, also produces endless peace. So you guys have never had it so good. And, uh, you know, later on, when the third millennium anthropologists come in and wonder how everything went kaput so quickly, maybe they'll dig down and see what happened here. I don't know. Maybe they'll find some recordings. See, that's the thing with digital recordings now. We're all sort of immortal at this particular point. And maybe Joe Biden will get out there and call the, uh, the, the Egyptian president, the president of Mexico, and, uh, you know, maybe they'll begin to say, wait a minute, now I, I, I begin, I'm beginning to understand how everything died so quickly. And in the face of all of that, you know, it doesn't, does it interest you? Does it interest anybody as much as it does me? How through medical, medical practicing and everything, we've raised the lifespan to up nearly into the eighties. And now all of a sudden euthanasia is becoming a thing. <laughs> we can't figure out what we want to be when we grow up. That's obvious. And, uh, uh, you know, the authorities that are making all these decisions that, you know, you might die while you're in takeoff. You might die just because you go get a shot. Who can tell? But when respect for authorities dies, which it has, it has died. Um, well, the old order is not going to survive. Populations do not obey incompetent idiots. Never has happened. Not for any long period of time. <sighs> anyway, um, you know, I just I was just reading a text just then. I didn't want to say it out loud. I don't want to say it out loud. I'm not going to say it out loud. When we get back, given what's probably going to be happening here in the United States very shortly, I'm going to make a personal protection recommendation for you, and it's worth exactly what you're about to pay for it. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Right now, uh, we got something going on that, you know, this permitless carry nonsense, that's going on. Forget that. Push, push this aside. Push this aside. The uh, carpro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. 
Right now, until that becomes a thing, then you should plan on getting a self-defense weapon and going and taking the concealed carry permit class. And it has a lot of benefits to having it. And uh, this is a shall-issue state, so if you can afford, you know, if you can pass the background check, then you will get your permit. And we could, you know, we could go back and forth, but the, for the for the sake of this argument, until it becomes a thing here in the United States or here in South Carolina, I wouldn't plan on it at this particular moment. I learned how to shoot on a revolver. A lot of people learned how to shoot on revolvers. Revolvers are remarkably simple, easily re the most reliable gun out there. And the problem is, is limited capacity because, you know, with what we are probably going to be facing soon, you're going to need a lot of burrits. And what I'm about to tell you, you cannot imagine how much it pains me to make this recommendation. I'm not sponsored by them. I have no affinity for them. In fact, I have a love-hate relationship with the gun that I carry. I hate it. And at the same time, I can, it's so hard to find fault. So what I'm about to tell you is based upon a few years of trying to find one that was not spelled this way, and I just failed to do so. I failed to find anybody that could actually knock them out of the box. With any weapon that you're going to be carrying for self-defense, there's, there's two things you want it to do. You want it to go bang every time you pull the trigger, and you do not want it to have a failure to function. And with semi-auto pistols, which is where now you're getting into capacity, and with, that's something you're going to be, you're going to need. If some of these terrorist attacks were to happen around you, you're going to want capacity. You're going to want a lot of bullets. So, my recommendation, and like I said, it's worth exactly what you're about to pay for it. Some of you don't carry them. Some of you would never carry them. Some of you that already carry something else, then understand this: if you found what works for you, my hat is tipped to you. However, for the person that is just now beginning to consider this, my recommendation that I say with so much regret, my recommendation is Glock. That was just so anticlimactic, wasn't it? Just, you know. Um, Glock is a 70 some odd percent of law enforcement carries Glock today. You're very likely to find uh, find stuff for this in the event of something happening. Nine uh, millimeter. A lot of people have gone back to nine millimeter. There's some uh, some agencies that carry 45 ACP. Uh, not too many carry too much other stuff. Haven't found anybody yet that carries a 10 millimeter, which is probably the best round out there. But nine millimeter, you with a uh, with a Glock 17, which is the standard what would be referred to as the service side pistol, you have a capacity of 17 rounds. Then Glock went out there and did some things that are really sort of stupid considering the marketing. They came out with something called the Glock 45, which is not a 45 ACP. All of these Glock model numbers, supposedly, and I may be wrong, um, this is all based upon their uh, patent number, but I'm not sure about that. That's what I've heard. So the Glock 45 is a combination of a Glock 17, a Glock 19, Glock 19 size slide, Glock 17 size grip. Shorter barrel, full-size grip. That's taking taking everybody by storm. Every time I do Upstate Warrior Solutions, I'm looking around. If somebody's carrying a Glock, they're carrying a Glock 45. So with two spare magazines, you could be, uh, you're talking uh, 34, you're talking 51 rounds 
as your compliment when you go out. That's not bad. That's not bad. Now, they all work the same way. They're pushing the slide back from the energy of the round itself. But a gun that you can find right now today, and I mean, you could go to Dewey's right now today, and they have, they probably have 40 of these things, are Glocks. Glocks run. Glocks run in horrible conditions. You do not have to be a pistolero to make them work. You do have to practice a little bit with it. Revolvers, which are probably the only guns that are safer than a Glock as far as carrying a gun. The, the double action trigger is so stiff on the first round that most people, if it has a hammer, they're pulling the hammer back and going single action anyway. So that's my recommendation because we are about to see some serious stuff. And we saw some serious stuff. I mean, you know, I just mentioned these two things, the kid, the kid in New York and the, uh, you know, the shooter at Joel Osteen's church. These things just pop up wherever you are all the time. These are also striker fire. They don't have exposed hammers so that they can get every, every, every opening in a gun means you can get stuff in it. And unless you are meticulous with your care with it, then stuff's going to get in it and uh, you want fewer openings. So having a striker fired gun, this is, this, this has led to some of the silliest tests I've ever seen, like burying it in mud and freezing it in a block of ice and all that other stuff. And there are other guns out there. There are other guns out there. I've tried SIG. I've tried CZ. I have tried FN. I've tried, uh, let's see, VP, or uh, excuse me, H&K, which was the VP9. I've tried a lot of them. But in terms of being able to find something like holsters, magazines, and all the other things that go with it, you need to go with Glock simply because it is the iPhone of guns. Striker fired, it's you know, and they make them all sizes. They have the forty three X, which is a ten round gun, and they have smaller guns than that and everything. And a lot of people go for the smallest gun they can carry. And for me, I carry the biggest gun I can carry because in a gunfight, everybody, you know, when people are carrying guns, they're always talking about it's so small I barely notice it. But in a gunfight, nobody ever complains about a gun being too big for the gunfight. So just remember that. When you're picking this out, pick out something that you can carry. Not necessarily the most comfortable thing, but, you know. And like I said, that's worth what you just paid for. it. When we get back, we're looking, uh, you know, now, now we have to take an assessment. While the Democrats are self-destructing, we need to take a moment and look at the Republicans and try to figure out why they are so stupid. If you want to join me for that, I'll be back in, you know. Yeah, we'll pick this up on the other side. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.